is uh, KFI AM 640. Bill Handel here on a Saturday morning, uh, every Saturday, 6 to 11 o'clock. Right after this show at 11, 11 to 2, it is Leo Laporte, the tech guy. Uh, this afternoon, Neil Saavedra from 2 to 5 o'clock with the food show, Fork Report. Love it. Neil and I are always talking food. Matter of fact, we're always going to lunch and talking food. As a matter of fact, we go a lot on weekends and dinners when we talk food. And then uh, Mo Kelly, 6 to 8 o'clock tonight. He's here today and tomorrow, uh, 6 to 8. Monique Marvez, 8 to 10. And then Brian Suits, who's here also on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Brian tonight from 10 to midnight with a dark secret place. And then uh, tomorrow from 8 to 10. And I have no idea what the hell he calls his show tomorrow. This is Handle on the Law. Marginal legal advice, where I tell you, you have absolutely no case. All right, this is in uh, Michigan, and finally, justice has been done. Uh, There is a Detroit woman handcuffed and sent to jail for a week because she wouldn't follow an agreement to have her nine-year-old son vaccinated. Uh, The judge noted that Rebecca Bredow had agreed to the immunization uh, last November. Her ex-husband wanted the son to be vaccinated. She is the primary caregiver. And uh, she said, "Okay." it was a year's fight. Incidentally, she finally agreed and then changed her mind. And the judge said, "Uh uh-uh, you can't do that. Uh, You're going to jail. He said, I understand you love your children. But what I don't think you understand is your son has two parents and dad gets a say. But this is one of those. It's a yes or a no. This is not Solomon splitting the baby in half. Uh, This is. Either the kid's going to be vaccinated or the child is not going to be vaccinated. So it has to go one way or the other. And then the judge said, it's clear to me that you don't care about orders, even if you agree with them, which you did. Your attorney signed the order. There was an agreement. Now, she is taking full responsibility, says, yep, uh, because vaccinations go against her beliefs and she should have raised her objections sooner. I'm a passionate mother who cares deeply about my children, their health and well-being. And if my child were forced to be vaccinated, I couldn't bring myself to do it. I have absolutely no idea what uh, a belief is about vaccination. Maybe there is uh, a religion out there. I mean, I understand Jehovah's Witnesses don't do the blood transfusion. Uh, and, And that is at least based on a religion. I totally disagree, but it's their interpretation of the Bible. And so... Uh, If they want to kill themselves, go ahead. If they want to kill their kids, that's a different story. If it is a child that needs surgery and a mom or a dad said, nope, our religion says no blood transfusion and the child dies, that's jail time. And I think a lot of jail time. Usually these parents, if they do go to jail, get very limited jail time. I think this is akin to, uh, I think it's, I would think it's manslaughter. I would go that far. Yeah, I think it's that bad. So here she says, uh, I'm not going to vaccinate my kid because of my religious beliefs. And I'm wondering even, what would she say if the child got some kind of a a disease, and I mean a serious disease, that uh, the vaccination uh, would have prevented or probably would have prevented? I guess it's God's will. I guess that's the argument. Uh, That's certainly Jehovah's Witnesses say with the blood transfusion. If I die, it's God's will that I die. Yeah, this is a nine-year-old kid we're talking about. So good for you, Mom. Good for you for the judge. By the way, when I say good for you, Mom, that's 
yeah, a little, uh, just a little sarcastic. So it's a, it's a week in jail. Then it gets interesting because after the week in jail, she still won't do it. So we'll see if uh, how long she plays chicken with a judge, because contempt is contempt, and uh, you can. That's a whole interesting one too. Is how far you go with contempt. All right, uh, but we're going to do that at another time. Let's take some phone calls. Uh, Rose, hello, Rose. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Yeah. Yes. The subject is um, the category of desperate city officials. What? This is the Jeopardy game we're playing? No, it's called uh, parking enforcement. Okay. So uh, tell me what happened. All right. So uh, uh, my daughter, who has uh, cerebral palsy, a slight bit, you know, well, a lot, actually, but... uh, Taking her down to the Hollywood Home Depot, uh, dropping her off at the door, going with a handicap placard on the windshield, the mirror, rear view mirror, and then pulling in to a parking spot, not shutting the car off. Three men approached me, and uh, I asked who they were because they came right up to my door. And I was ready to back up, and he said, turn the engine off and take the key out of the ignition. Just these and strangers. Said, they were uh, nobody in law enforcement, just a, a bunch of strangers that said, here, take the key out? Yeah, take the key out. Okay. Take the car off, take the key out. And then the one person went in the back of my car, so I couldn't back up. So he showed me the badge, and then he said, this is a sting operation. Oh, okay. All right. And uh, so what they're talking about is parking enforcement. Yeah, no, I get yeah. it. And so uh, were you up. were you in a handicapped spot? Yeah. Oh, okay, with placard. a handicapped placard, and your daughter was in the was in the store. Dropped off uh, at yeah. the door. Yeah. And uh, I said, I'm transporting uh, my daughter. He asked for the handicapped placard. I gave it to him, and he says, well, I'm keeping it. I'm oh, no, that's crazy. He can't keep it. That's crazy. So he what? Did. Oh, that's he nuts. gave me two tickets, one for me. With the handicap placard and the other one for the person not being in the passenger side in the car. All right, that's crazy. So All right, it so what? Close to eight hundred dollars. Yeah, did you go to court? No, I'm I'm setting up a hearing. Yeah, that's what I'm you want, saying. and just explain the story. So, what's your question, Rose? Well, I could see where this is headed. Uh, I don't understand how I could come up with proof they want a receipt. Uh, they well, they took. Well, wait a minute. They took the placard. Are they denying that they took the placard? They know the, the the guy said, um, well, what happened is when my daughter came out, uh, we went over to the person that took the placard and I showed them my daughter uh, the way her body. Did was. they give the placard back? No. OK, he so. Her, no, all right. I'm so you have. All right. So you have a hearing and you are. When is your hearing? Is it coming up? Yeah. I all right. And you don't have a handicap enough. placard. All right. Are they going to deny they even took it? Uh, he he. Probably will not deny that he. All right. He so what's so what's your question, Rose? Well, I had seen in the DMV. Uh, you know, I, I read that you know they have a right to. Yeah, it's right. So what's your question, Rose? Transporting a handicapped person. That's not a question. A That's a statement. What's your question, Rose? Well, 
should I get ticketed if you're transporting? No, uh, no, I don't think so. But that's is that your question? Should I have gotten ticketed? That's it. Yeah, a lot of people are getting ticketed. Okay, it doesn't matter. You're not a lot of people. That's their problem, not yours. So your yeah, question so is, should you have gotten do, a ticket? Probably not. What do I use in the hearing? Ah, that's a question, a, too. Uh, you, 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 What you use in the hearing is the truth as to what happened. And yeah. what you were doing is you dropped off your daughter. You were sitting there parked, and she was going to come out, and uh, you were there because she is handicapped. And even if technically it's a violation, and the technicality would be so slight, I can't see a judge not giving it to you. Uh, well, so. I, I can't, in case it went against me, yeah. what, what do I do? You pay the money. Well, they already took the money. It's I know you won't get it. You, you won't get it back. So, uh, how do, you know why is the state of California? I have no idea. It's not the state of California. It's these three guys. Yeah, but it's also the sting. No, it's operation. Not. Yeah, they have a sting operation, so they do that. Yeah, they want yeah. to grab people, no. so uh, you can do that. God, I was like pulling teeth. She's in front of the judge and talks like that. The judge is going to give her 30 seconds and, and get her out. Just say, you've, lo- you've lost. Not because of the underlying issues of the case. You probably would have went on that. But I can't stand you. Get out of here. Gavel. Boom. I wish I had my gavel with me because I actually have a gavel in my office. This is Handle on the Law. Julie Slater in the KFI newsroom with some news. Thanks, Grilling, the second annual. We want you to come out. Simon Majumdar is going to be there. Bill Handel's going to be there. We're all gathering at the 210 Freeway in Foothill at Outdoor Elegance in Laverne. Come on out. The show will be live 2 to 5. The event goes 1 to 6. Say hello. Bring the kids. It's going to be fun. Oh, did I mention it's free and so is the food? The Fork Report with Neil Saavedra. Today at 2, KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. KFI AM 640, more stimulating talk. Bill Handel here. Uh, pleasure having you here. And this is Handel on the Law, marginal legal advice. Hi, Susie. Hi, Bill. Yes, ma'am. What can I do for you? Okay. I went ahead and got an attorney from the guy that rear-ended me and totaled my car because I have nerve damage in my back, and I they did all these tests. Wait a sec. You got you got an attorney from the guy who rear-ended your car or I'm after? I'm trying the... to hurry. I'm trying to hurry. No, the guy that rear-ended me, I talked to you about this guy before. He rear-ended me and totaled my car and messed up my knees and messed up my back. Okay, so instead, I was first going to try to just deal with his insurance company, and then no, you can't have a number. Yeah, you can't. So you can't do that. A friend of mine told me, you know what? This is a, not just a personal injury. This is a disability too. You're unable to work. I was off work ten months. I work twelve hours a week now at Walmart. If you can imagine, I don't make any money. So anyway, um, so I went ahead and hired this attorney who was recommended. And now this, this uh, orthopedic doctor I went to did MRIs on my uh, spine and my back. And he says, I got nerve damage in Whoa. my back. All right. Okay, uh, so how much insurance does the other side have? Do you know? What? Do you know if the other side has good insurance? Okay, here's the problem. Why well, I'm calling you right now. Here's the point. Now the attorney, my attorney told me, this guy's only got $25,000 bought for bodily injury. Okay. So what can I do now? Nothing. Nothing. Whatever they give me. Nothing. Huh? Susie, they're going to write you a check for $25,000, and that's it. 
But you know what? I don't think that's going to happen like that, that because the attorney gets 33 and 3%. Right. And, and you, doctor, but you already signed up. You're right. The attorney is going to get 33%. You're going to, you have to negotiate with the attorney to go down because it's one of those policy limits. And you're going to have to just simply talk to the attorney because at this point, it's just uh, producing medical bills okay. and they're going to write you a check. They're, they're okay. literally going to write you a check for $25,000 and that's it. Tell them what? They're, and just try to negotiate with the attorney saying, hey, it's just now presenting medical bills. There's nothing to negotiate. There's nothing here. Okay. So she said she, the attorney woman said she gets pennies on the dollar from the doctor. In other words, she pays the doctor's pennies on the dollar. In other words, she's not going to pay the doctor that much. Right. She negotiates with the doctors. That's exactly okay, correct. Okay, so then I should negotiate with the attorney to not yep. pay Yep, yep. That's, that's exactly what you do, Susie. Everybody can negotiate with everybody. And there's a really good argument you have for there's nothing left to negotiate. You're done. Now, negotiating with the vendors, the doctors, et cetera, yes, that's what your attorney does. But taking a third based on this case, uh, I don't know. I, I, it's not even ethical, in my opinion. Although, can you imagine? I just use the word ethical and attorney in the same sentence. That's kind of scary, isn't it? Chuck. Hello, Chuck. Hey, good morning. Yes. Hey, my, my dad passed away uh, last year and left his estate to me and my brother and my sister. Um, I am going to get one of the houses. My brother's getting another house, and my sister gets a third of the, each house. So to pay her off, I need to come up with some money, and I can't get a loan until the house is in my name. Uh, would a promissory note cover something like that? Yeah, just you need an agreement, that's all, that is... Uh... Uh, that's enforceable. And it's uh, what happens is uh, whose name is now on the deed? Uh, my dad. Your dad. Okay. So I'm assuming there's an. Ex- this is all, all in a will, correct? Not a trust. It's in a uh, will, yes. Okay. So yes. now who is, the, who is the executor of the will? My brother. Your brother. So what's going to happen is your brother is going to put the houses up for sale or. Tell your sister, here is the money. There's nothing for her to sign off or protect her. Uh, only She's only a beneficiary under the will. So it's up to the executor to handle it all. And uh, she, uh, what she may want to do is contact a, an attorney uh, on her own. But there should be an attorney involved with this anyway, uh, an administrator. Is the attorney who wrote the will still around, Chuck? Yeah. Okay. She says she can't uh, represent me because she's representing my brother. Uh. Oh, she doesn't represent the estate? I, because if she represents the estate, if she's the executor to will, she's not representing anybody. She's representing the estate, and it's up to her with the trust, uh, with the executor, uh, to make sure that everybody is given uh, the money uh, equally. And she may have to literally uh, either sell the property or figure out a buyout, and that's just a negotiation. So... If so, you don't so we're know, gonna go, we're going to buy out rather than sell. okay. But then you have to figure out. You have to ascertain the value. There has to be an appraisal. She has to agree to it. Uh, so ask the attorney how all to do that, it. All and of if, that's been all of that's been done. All right. So what's I your just, question? Ch- she, how do I how do I obtain a loan without it being in my name? You're not going to. How do I get it into my name? Because the executor is going to transfer the property to you. Because right now it's in the estate of your dad. Right. And then what's going to happen is the executor is going to transfer the home to you, 
to her, and all at the same time, a buyout will be arranged. It's almost like a, an escrow that, that the executor is running. As a matter of fact, it may very well be an escrow if the executor chooses to go into escrow. Or if you can't agree, then the property is sold and the money is split up. That's it. Okay. Okay. And if everybody's on the same side, you're home free. It's one of those things. You know, how often uh, do I get calls? Ah, my brother's trying to screw me. Ah, family member. Whenever there's money. This is just a procedural question. And then it's always the same case. If everybody's on the same side, if no one's trying to, if no one's trying to screw anybody else, there's nothing that cannot be figured out. Nothing. Uh, it's any issue is surmountable. And if you don't agree, there's no issue that can be figured out. It becomes insurmountable. All right. This is Handle on the Law. And Julie Slater in the newsroom. Julie, what's the news? KFI AM 640. And iHeartRadio station. Home of KFI in the sky. Some people got the real problem. This is KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Bill Handel here. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Welcome back for marginal legal advice. Hello, Chris. Yes. I'm wondering... I was served with a three-day notice to move out, and I'm blind. And oh. I thought, it, I thought it was supposed to be 30 days. Well, no, there's a three-day notice to pay rent or quit. Yes. That, yeah. And yeah, that's not 30 days. Work. No, that's a, that's a three-day. Now, uh, did you pay the rent on time? Yes, sir, on the first. Okay, then, there, then your three-day notice to pay rent or quit is a waste of time, Chris. Yeah, she, but she said on, on the notice it says, because we argue. No, and- no, that's, that would have to be a 30-day notice. That's not a three-day notice. And it yeah. probably has to be a 60-day notice, and it depends on whether there's rent control or not. I mean... I'm in California. Yeah, where in California? Uh, Rancho Cucamonga. Yeah, I don't think there's rent control there. Uh, she can theoretically throw... Actually, not even theoretically. She can throw you out. But I think there is a... Uh, there's California statute regarding how much money she has to pay you. You want to, you know what you want to do? Call a landlord-tenant attorney. It helps that you're blind, too, because everybody feels sorry for you. How blind are you? Um, I I can see out of my peripheral. That's it, out out of one eye. I lost my left eye. Ooh, how'd you do that? Uh, Diabetes. Oh, that's tough. Never controlled it. I had it since I'm 11. Oh, oh, that's tough. So, but you can see peripherally. Yeah, I can't. All right. So, so when you read, so when you read, you 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 put your uh, head, uh, you face sideways, and then go down and look at the paper, right? No, I don't read nothing, man. I can't even look at women. I just, I just see objects. Well, frankly, there aren't that many women worth looking at, but uh, that's a value judgment that I have. Uh, You you want to you want to contact a landlord, a tenant attorney. You really do, Chris. All right. All right. right, Thank you. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, and it helps uh, that that you're blind. I mean, it really does. Because uh, people uh, do feel sorry for you and bad for you. Judges, too. And a judge is probably going to do everything possible to give you every single break. Hey, Rich. You're up. Hello. Hey. Yes, Rich. Hey, Bill. How's it going? Thanks. Um, look, I'm going through a divorce right now, and it's a pretty basic divorce. Um, however, my uh, the, the other person um, is uh, has hired an attorney Um just to kind of run up expenses on me, and I'm wondering what is it I can use in court because well, I don't hang on, really hang on a second, Rich. Uh, if I, are you are you the one that's making all the money? Uh, no. Okay, so uh, is it a woman or a man? By the way, on the other side, well, <laughs> it's a woman. 
Thanks okay, just wondering, he kept on, you know, my, the other side, uh, et cetera. Okay, so. I Yeah, no, that's okay. And so are you both making about the same money? Uh, yeah, we were, we were at the time of the divorce. And that's the other question. It's like, is it based on at the time of the divorce or is it based on now? Cause it's it's a time, no, it's a, it's a time that you, I think you separated and I do believe that uh, she, the attorney, I mean, you just fight and have her uh, pay her own attorney's fees. That's what you're going to have to argue. And what right. you're, and if it's a simple, simple divorce, I mean, what is, what are they, what are they asking you for in the divorce? Uh, and that's the whole thing. She's kind of stonewalling this, this guy. I think basically she tried to get this guy on saying, hey, you know what, there's going to be something down the road. And I think she's kind of stonewalling him. Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What are they asking for in the divorce? Nothing. That's all. I can't get them to, to come to any, any agreement. I've already paid the spousal support ordered by the court. Okay, then what you do is, okay, this gets easy, is you keep on writing saying, I need an agreement, I need an agreement, I need an agreement. And by the time the divorce happens and they ask for attorney's fees, Rich, you're not going to be paying a dime. Okay. All right, that's simple. The judge is not going to give you, not going to give her attorney's fees when that's the side that wouldn't go through. Just not going to happen. So she's going to end up uh, paying the attorney. There's nothing around, there's no other way to do it. Awesome, awesome. All right, you got it. Yeah, especially under those circumstances. Hello, uh, Mavis. Hello. Yes. My question is, I was living with someone who appears to have been a member of a new age group from things that they said during the time I was there. And that was for many years. And we established, I think, what's considered a civil union here in California. We met all those requirements. In the meantime, I have sent a letter, um, and they didn't respond to it within seven to ten days. It was just a friendly letter to acknowledge that, yes, they need to be responsible for you know, half of my living now because it was a civil union. What is they? You're talking about the person you were living with. Yes, I sent that person a letter. You you sent that person a letter. Okay. And uh, what does a new age group mean? Uh, is it a cult? Is it, uh, what? what is this? From everything that they said, it appeared to be a cult, but it, it was so gradual that it was not observable at first. And how long were you there? Uh, close to seven years, but mm. total thirteen. Wow! Wow! Okay, so uh, the your you sent the letter to your mate, your partner, uh, and uh, no response. Correct? No response. All right. So, what's your question? So, how do I go about this in a way that's not unfriendly? In other words, uh, an effective way to to okay. make them responsible. You can't make you can't matter. make them respond, Mavis. All you can do is uh, f- eventually is file a lawsuit for uh, effectively spousal uh, support, I, although it's not spousal. It's uh, based on uh, – what's the name of it? I keep on going uh, – uh, well, okay, we'll call it spousal support. Uh, there's a name, and of course I forgot because uh, here's what I do for a living is forget. And then you just have to have that person served, and they have to respond Believe me. And you have it served by either the marshal or a private investigator. That's what you have to do. How much money uh, right. How much money is uh, your partner making? Uh, they made 200000 a year up until about three years ago when they retired. So now uh, I assume they're uh, retrieving. Why is it a day? Are we, are we talking about a group of people? Is that the kind of cult it was? 
Uh, that person said they, quote, gathered seven others into a similar relationship, but not Wait a sec. Wait, 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 wait. You're, uh, you were with a person, or was this this group of people you were person. with? Pardon? Just one person. Okay, so forget about they. Uh, you, this one person supported you, correct? Uh, I had a job during the time, so I had my own personal little income, but then our, our money should have been split between the two of us, including the house. Yeah, that's probably true. Okay, uh, and you were together, what, 10 years? It's been a total of thirteen, but actually living on the premises was seven years. It doesn't matter where you. It doesn't matter where you live, Mavis. Okay. Okay. It, it doesn't matter. You were with this person. This person was making two hundred thousand dollars. You're now making no money. Uh, you can't get hold of teaching money. Okay. Teaching money. You have to private piano. You know, hire hire a lawyer on this. You're going to need a divorce attorney. It's just that simple. You okay, need you need yeah you need a family law attorney. It's just let's cut to the chase right here. Okay. And, so yeah. And go, don't, don't do a GoFundMe or anything like no that. No one's going to give you any money. Well, GoFundMe, what, to pay you? I don't know. I've never experienced that, so I don't know. Yeah, well, I'll tell you. No one's going to pay you, Mavis. Okay, I got it. Okay, so hire a... What you want to do is hire a family law attorney. You can go to the website, handleonthelaw.com. Thank you very much. Okay. Oh, what's the other name for spousal support? God, people are screaming at it right now on, the, on in, in, right into the radio. I know that. Um, uh, okay, never mind. This is Handle on the Law. Julie Slater in the KFI Newsroom. Life will throw you trials on its own. There's no need for you to invite the devil to dinner. I'll explain what that means on this week's Jesus Christ Show. The Jesus Christ Show. Tomorrow morning at 6 on KFI. AM 640. More stimulating talk. I only love when I love this is KFI AM 640, more stimulating talk. Bill Handel here, and welcome back to Handle on the Law, Marginal Legal Advice. Hey, Rick. Rick, 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 you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yes, what can I do for you, Rick? Uh, sorry. Um, my next-door neighbor during the last rain had flooded my yard with mud, and it ruined my pool equipment. And um, a lot of structures around it. And I have a video of it from my cell phone, and I went to um, try to tell her what she did, and she owned up to it at the time when I walked next door, and I had a next-door neighbor on the other side go with me to uh, look at the damage, and uh, she said that she had flood insurance, and she changed her mind and said, no, I don't. I'll pay for it directly. And uh, so... She uh, owned up to it, and then when I got all the estimates and everything, went back over there to give her the the estimates, and she said, no, it's not my fault. I'm not paying for that. All right. How much money is it? What are you talking about, Rick, in terms of money? $10,000. Okay. Uh, You have homeowner's insurance, I'm assuming. I do, yes, sir. So why wouldn't you turn it over to your homeowner's insurance and let them worry about it? Because I don't have flood insurance. I don't know if that's a flood. Is that considered a flood? Yeah, I talked to my insurance agent. And your agent and your agent considers a flood. All right, that gets easy. Well, you're with you're within the jurisdictional limits of uh, the small claims court, so just take her to small right. claims court. Okay, that's it. Uh, There's nothing I, else. I no, nothing else to say. How's that for complicated? I love neighbor problems. Neighbor's tree, small claims court. Okay, thank you. Uh, tripping, uh, you know. I, well, no, the trip is that's a personal injury, but. Um, it's always neighbors, and it's always small claims court. Wall, small claims court. Uh, dog, small claims court. 
Noise, small claims court. Pipe broke, small claims court. Hello, Steve. You're up. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi there. Yes. So uh, I am a uh, a widower. My wife uh, passed away six months ago, and uh, it was 32 years of marriage. I was officer on a cruise ship. She was a bikini model. It was wonderful, Handle. After 32 years, she's a bikini model? No, when we met. Oh, okay, because I was wondering, after 32 years of marriage, that's impressive. So either you married yeah. someone 19 years old uh, or you got your numbers incorrect. Okay, uh, yeah. so she was, so, all right, so she's a, she was a bikini model and you got married, which is great. Yeah. Well, it was great until I realized uh, her issues. So uh, she, she uh, got sober uh, five years ago. And, uh, and met a guy our very first day in the detox and, uh, you know, 13th step. So long story short, she succumbed to the disease. She passed away. So now I am uh, got a new girlfriend, but she's down in, uh, in uh, Mexico, and I'm a sugar daddy. Oh, good for you. How old is she? She's 30-ish. Aha, uh-huh. and you are? 30 years older. Why would you describe it as you being a sugar daddy? I'm sure she loves you for you. Yes, indeed. Okay. But, you know, it's, it's a complicated formula. No, I, yeah, I get that. Money and, yeah, I get it all. So, uh, Steve. I'm happy with it. Okay, I got it. No, no. It, good, and good for you, Steve. You're not delusional. Yeah. I love it. I, I truly do. You know exactly where it's at, and I think it's spectacular. All right. So what can I do for you, Steve? I, I thought you might like that. I do. What? Uh, how do I cover my ass? If I marry this gal, and she does not want to live in the U.S., so it's not about her getting paperwork to come up here. She's happy where she is, but, you know, come up to visit, all that. But how do I cover my ass? Well, are you, well okay, first of all, uh, you're not going to get married, correct? I'm talking about it. Well, uh, I don't understand what covering your ass is when you are considering getting married. So you're going to get married, you're going to get married, you're going to live in Mexico, I'm assuming, right? Planning to have a place in Mexico, yes. All right. So what is your question about covering your ass? Uh, if I had a residency in the state in, in the United States, what state is the best one to be in to not get nailed if this thing blows now, Steve, there real there Steve, there there really isn't one. Uh really? however, which are the the more you spend time here without her uh, the better the argument is, is that uh, there's there's no place to go. You're not living together. Now, you may be giving her money, but there's a big difference between giving her money and supporting her. And that's going to be your argument. And I don't think, is she going to hire a lawyer here and ask for alimony, which means she's going to have to come up here for depositions? And yeah, Steve, I don't think it's a big deal at this point. I really don't. And are you reasonably happy? I mean, yeah. are you, I'm sorry, are you reasonably healthy? I don't plan on croaking soon. Yeah. I just lost 60 pounds getting healthy. Oh, good for you. Just so you can uh, just so you can uh, get laid with a 30-year-old, right? Well, that might be one of the motivations. Okay, I got it. Uh, there's no way really around it. The, the longer you're with her and the more you support her, the stronger her argument is going to be for spousal support. And it doesn't really matter if you're married or not. Now, it could matter in Mexico. Uh, that, yeah, I got to figure that part. Yeah, out. you, you know, need. Damn handle! I just got done writing a three thousand dollar check a month over the last five years. Have you? There. Wow, that's a lot of money for her. Boy, you're not kidding. You're a sugar I daddy. Know. I was writing that to the ex that passed away. Oh, so you're ahead of the game. How much is how much is this one costing you? Uh, on a week. 
$400 a month? Eh, you know, you're not going to get nailed pretty. Yeah, no, I think you're going to be fine, especially if she's in Mexico. Just enjoy yourself. Interesting question. What's the best state? Or how do I cover my ass to not pay her after she realizes that? No, if she's ready, if she's in her 30s and he's in his 60s uh, and he's paying her, my guess is he could hit 100 and they'd still be together. This is Handle on the Law.